All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. Hola. Hola. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm that guy. I'm Lynn Samuels. Today is 12-26, December 26. So hopefully everybody had an amazing holiday. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you. I know it's a day late, but we hope that your time yesterday was spent with the people nearest and dearest to your heart. Yep. And even though he doesn't listen, I'm going to say happy birthday to our brother, Keith. Yay. Because today is his birthday. Yeah, and to anyone who had to work yesterday, thank you for sacrificing the time that you could have been with your family to be there for the people who needed you outside. And uh, for those of you who had to spend it with your family that you don't care for, use today to just chill and relax and get your groove back. Get over And get over the hangover you may have. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, just... Happy 26th, then. Good boy. All right. How is everybody doing? Guten Tag. That's afternoon. It's morning here, so. Well, it's afternoon here. Oh. And I think Guten Tag is good day. No, it's good afternoon. Oh, is it? What's good day? Um, Actually, either, either, I because I have the translator thing up. Oh, so, all right. So, you know, I got to sound Sweet. smarter than I am about German languages. Nice. Well, for those of you who don't know where you are, welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Thank God you told me because I was not really sure where we were at, where we're going. Well, that's pretty common with you. I know. I think it's pretty cool because we've already told them stuff they may not know about Guten Tag and Guten Morgen. Yeah, there you go. And if you're German and we're slaughtering it, we just apologize. We're Americans. We can't help it. <laughs> I'm there. I- you might know hashtag. <gasps> That's going to be my new shirt. I'm having a shirt made. I'm American. I can't help it. She's wearing that to the Capitol. <laughs> with my with my flag bikini. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep. Yep. And my Instagram photos. Don't forget to make a TikTok video. Oh, yeah. And my TikTok video. All right. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. And uh, sometime at the Capitol, I am not Lynn Sanders. <laughs> Jesus. Andrew is also here with us today. He happens to be in the other room making a pot of coffee, though. Because, well, that's what's in our cups today. Coffee. What kind of coffee, Hannah? Um, brown. Mary and I are drinking cherry coffee laced with a double chocolate moonshine from... An amazing distillery in Sewickley, Pennsylvania. And I'm making ice cream coffee. He's making ice cream coffee, which will also be equally delicious with double chocolate moonshine in it. Ooh, that would be. I am uh, drinking regular coffee with a chocolate syrup that I made and some raspberry liqueur. Because, you know, if they can have fruity chocolate coffee, so can I. Sounds amazing. Raspberry liqueur is the shit, too. It is very good. My my bottle is slowly empty. The same thing that happens with mine every time. I know. I'm like, where does it go? 
All right. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Yay! Woo! Mary, have yeah. you a word of the day for us? I do. How can you have a word of the day when you don't even know what day it is? I have a word of the day every day, and I rarely know what day it is. Scoosh. Most days it starts with F. Scoosh. Oh, yesterday F was the word of the day, let me tell you. We have scoosh. S K S Q U U S H. S K U U S H? Yeah, scoosh. Yes, I learned it in college. Oh, oh, okay, hold on, wait. Um, I don't know, it sounds kind of like scuse. Well, scuse, like excuse me? Yeah, or scooch. <laughs> I was going to say, it or could be a, a person who has a lisp that's trying to say scooch. Like, move over, bro. But both of them kind of, you could tie the word in, I think, if it really means how my teacher used it. Hmm, scooch. So in our printing class, he would say a scoosh bit in printing means a small amount. So he'd be like, you have to change that and, and tweak this because uh, it was printing. Like the press, you'd have to like make little micro adjustments to it and he would call them a scoosh a small bit hmm. oh no s-q-u-u-s-h means to crush oh. or flatten something oh. i think there's a couple of things i'd like to scoosh right about now <laughs> <laughs> me too one of them's a raccoon Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Awesome. All right, Lynn, a word of the day. All right. Sesquipedalophobia. Sesquipedalophobia. It's a phobia of Sasquatch. It's a Sasquatch phobia. Ooh, that's a good one. I know. I know. It is... I know I'm right, too. It is the fear of dying from an allergic reaction... To any form of squash. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I'm with Mama on this one. I'm, I'm with the Mama on this one. It's a fear of Sasquatch. All right. It is the fear of long words. Oh. I thought that was funny. It was very long. I was like, you can't even say it. If you have it, you would never be able to tell people what you had officially. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say it. I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of my own diagnosis. That's good. That was a good word. All right. This is a word that most of us have probably heard, but I would guess that most of us don't actually know the meaning of. Okay. Nexus. Isn't it like a point where things meet? It kind of is, yeah. You're close. You are very close. Nexus is things that are linked together. Very yeah, good. Where they meet. That was awesome, Andrew. Very, very good. Believe it or not, I am a smart human being. Oh, we, we, no we never one, doubted that. All right. No one doubted that, especially me after today. All right. I have a word of the day. Okay. My word of Hold the on, day. Hold on, listen, wait, stop. It can't be fuck because that was already my word <laughs> of the day. Nope. My word of the day is something nobody uses anymore. Their brain? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. Common sense? sense? It actually, I believe it involves common sense. It is a, Manners? I, I'm going to say, no, because I use my manners. <laughs> What's your word of the day? Dolt. Dolt. It's an idiot. Oh, oh, it's yeah. an idiot. It's, it's an, an idiot. idiot. But nobody uses the word dolt anymore. You're right, they don't. Yeah. So. Who 
let's all use it in a sentence just so people know how to use it in case they want to bring it back. Okay. Just because I think that'll be amusing if we all come up with a sentence. For adults? Yeah, for adults. The man who came out with Sasquatch hunting licenses is adult. I think he's a genius. I was going to say, I think he's a genius. The people who actually pay for Okay, them yeah, are that's the fair. The people who pay for a license are adults. I think you need a hush because my husband has one. I know. Are <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my husband is a lovable adult. Hold up, wait, 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 wait. But, but he didn't purchase the license. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh. His wife did it for him. His wife did it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, too funny. Oh my god, we just all gamed up to call Mary Adult. Oh. <laughs> all right, and moving on. All right. I'm glad all right. my word of the day could be entertaining. Mary um, has some t- Mary has some tidbits. We're gonna go to New Zealand. Colin and Donna Craig Brown were weeding their garden in New Zealand. I just want to point out we go to a lot of places but we never leave the room. I know. I'm pretty good like that. <laughs> So they're weeding their garden when Colin's hole hit something huge just beneath the soil's surface. And we've all heard stories of what people find in their gardens. Oh, God, I hope, I really, really hope it was a UFO. Me too. As the couple knelt down and began digging around the object, Colin wondered if it was some kind of strange fungal growth, like a giant puffball. After Colin pried it out with his garden fork, he scratched away a bit of the skin and tasted it. Oh, God! Oh, God! Does oh, that. Dolts. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what this is. And, you know, if it's a fungi, there are a lot of them that are deadly. But I think I'm going to taste it. I'm a fungi. So, what they found was a potato. Quite possibly the ugliest potato ever found. But it's also quite possibly the largest potato on record. When the couple lugged it into their garage and put it on an old set of scales, it weighed in at a remarkable 17.4 pounds, which is equal to several sacks of potatoes that's or a, a dog. A potato. That's a large potato. That's like, like, that's like a, a one-year-old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It's like, yeah, three newborns put together. <laughs> Jesus. In the weeks- Well, I just planted my potatoes started to sprout and since I have, you know, successfully grown four different herbs, I think I can move on to potatoes. So I cut a chunk off and planted it. And I realized maybe I planted it in too small of a pot because if it gets that big, it's going to break my pot. You can, um, you can just repot it about halfway through. Excellent. Good to know. So, in the week since their unusual find on August 30th, their potato has become something of a celebrity around the small town that they live in. They've named the potato Doug. (laughs) After the way they unearthed it. (laughs) And Colin even... Now, this is a dad move. This is totally a dad move. Colin even built a small cart to tow Doug around in. (laughs) I have to say that I'm glad they determined that the potato was male because if they had determined that it was female, Doug might have named it Hull. Oh! You know, I didn't know where that was going, but that was good. I didn't know where that was going in it. All right. She hadn't lost there for a minute. But it came full circle. That was good. So now Colin's built a cart. They, they put a hat on him. Oh, Jesus. He's very large. He's really large. It's just a new chicken that 
you know what I'm talking about. The chicken that sleeps. We've done. We've uh, done. Uh, more hold on, wait. Stories. You know, you've heard of pet rocks. Mm-hmm. Pet, pet potato. potato. We have pet I'm potatoes. I'm sorry, but as then. soon as they start losing ripeness, mm, yes, trust I'm me. not having a pet potato. <laughs> so they put a hat they on. Get a little messy. They put them on Facebook. <laughs> they take them for walks. They give him some sunshine. Doug says it's really amazing what people are entertained by. So they have it a more official weigh-in at a local farming store, which puts Doug at slightly under 17.4 pounds. So maybe because he wasn't eating, he lost a little weight. I don't know. He might be dehydrated, too. The current Guinness yeah, World, that's what I was thinking. The current Guinness World Record for the heaviest potato from 2011 weighed in at... Five kilograms, and Doug and Colin and Donna's potato weigh seven point nine kilograms. So they have applied to Guinness to have Doug recognized as the largest potato, and they're waiting to hear back from Guinness. All right. I have a, several thoughts. First, if you Google it, yeah, you can see pictures just right yes. away. Yeah, they're really. It's really. It's it's the ugliest potato I've ever seen. We did that one. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. If you gave that to Steven Spielberg, he would make that an alien baby. I see alien baby all over that. People? Oh, uh, no, next, again. New Zealand just freaking rocks. I love New Zealand. If you're listening and you're from New Zealand, I know that they don't want Americans to really come over to retire, but uh, I don't have a lot of skills other than being occasionally funny. Uh, but... Uh, I want to move to New Zealand. I love New Zealand, and this just even more loves New Zealand. Well, New, New Zealand just texted, and they love you, too. Do not. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, then, then tell them to send me the visa paperwork, because I'm on my way. Because I, I seriously, the country is beautiful, the people are funny, and uh, their medical is lovely. And Okay. Yeah. All I right. like everything about New Zealand. So we're going to go... Um, we're going to go to Colombia. Maybe the spiders. I think they have spiders. Don't maybe love the spiders. But here's my other thought about Doug. Is honestly, I feel like I feel bad because you know what happens to potatoes after a while. Yep. What they, don't have a long, they don't have a long shelf life. They, they turn into like, french fries? Mashed potatoes? Baked potatoes? Or they rot and get gross. And Hash browns? Yeah. When they re- when he starts to sprout, they'll just cut him up and replant him. He can have babies. I hope I hope that happens before he rots because not all of them sprout. Sometimes they get rotten. You're right. You're right. Okay. And I feel like that would make them sad. I really do. I feel like people, like seriously, looking at the pictures and reading the things, I feel like the people might actually be like it might be like losing a pet to them. So that would make me sad. So. They well, then they can find a good therapist. I hear there's a lot of them. Like Potato you know, therapists. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, one of the articles. Do you think they'll have a funeral? (laughs) And the town will turn out? What? I said, do you think they'll have a funeral and the whole town will turn out? It'd be a smashing success if they do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. We're going to Colombia now. One of us did a one of us did a story on the hippos from Pablo Escobar. Yes. Okay. Think that was Okay. Um, well, we have some more information on those hippos. More than 80 hippos previously owned by Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar have a unique distinction in the United States law. They are actually the first non-human creatures to be legally considered people. (laughs) What? 
the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio recognized the late Escobar's infamous cocaine hippos as legal people for the first time in the United States. The ruling came on October 15th. Uh, it came on the same day that the Animal Legal Defense Fund filed a, an application on behalf of the legal plaintiffs. Uh, the hippos were the plaintiffs in this suit. They filed it because they wanted to stop the country's government from killing the animals. So the Animal Legal Defense Fund announced the decision to the news that they were fighting for the hippos for their rights. Hippos have rights, too. I thought that was legally. So, no, he illegal. He, the hippos are descendants of the four hippos that were originally imported into the country by Escobar. They were set free after his death in 1993, and then since then, they have increased their numbers to more than 80. Yes, because somebody did a story on how to stop them, sterilization and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they are reportedly wreaking havoc on the local ecosystem. Can we deport them now that they're people? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't. They're, they're not here. They're, they're, they're in Colombia. No, so, okay. um, they're in Colombia. Colombian attorney Luis Don. Domingo. Domingo Gomez, somebody. Maldonado. Filed a lawsuit on behalf of the hippos to save them from being killed, saying that sterilization was a better option. Although Colombia's law gives non-human creatures legal standing to bring lawsuits to protect their interest, that country's legal system cannot compel someone in the U.S. to produce documents which support their cause. However, a U.S. law allows interested persons to go to the U.S. federal court to seek the ability to obtain those said documents and testimony. So the Animals Legal Defense Fund applied for the hippo's rights to compel two Ohio wildlife experts who study non-surgical sterilization to provide testimony on behalf of the hippos, the plaintiffs. By granting the application, the district court recognized animals as legal persons for the very first time in U.S. history. Oh, good God. I want to know, do they have to pay taxes now, or are they going to mooch off the government? Oh, yeah. They get full government benefits. <laughs> Medicaid, food stamps, <laughs> child care. And a free gas station. And a free education. Sweet. All right. I, uh, I have a tidbit. All right. Have you ever gotten off an airplane after, say, a really great vacation? Nope. Only to discover that you have absolutely no idea where you parked your car? No. Well, I did. You did? I, I did. For real? For real. And I imagine that I'm not alone. I think a lot of people probably do this. In my case, I know that I had an unexpected delay that left me stranded overnight in a town without a place to stay initially and no luggage. And by the time I got home, because the next morning, the flight was overbooked, it was delayed again. So by the time I got home, I had literally been up for almost two full days. And I thought I knew where I parked my car, but apparently not, because I couldn't find it. Now, I happened to get lucky. It was... <laughs> I'm glad one of us got I lucky. Know, right? <laughs> I had a joke, I'm just... <laughs> I thought she meant literally getting off it. She meant deplaning. Yes, yes. Deplane, Disembar deplane. Disembarking from the plane. Um, no, I, uh, I, I actually got lucky. It might be the last time in my life I've gotten lucky. Um, 
and some poor security guard saw me wandering around pulling my suitcase behind me and took pity on me and actually drove me around until I, we found my car. If it weren't for the security guard, I might still be there, and this was three years ago. <laughs> Glad they have concession stands there. Now, what I can't imagine... I don't think they have them in the parking lot, though. No. Now, what I can't imagine, though, honestly, is getting off the plane, not being able to find my car, and just walking away and leaving it forever. Or at least until the airport decides to auction it off, which is apparently a real thing. Pittsburgh International Airport recently announced the auction of 10 such vehicles that had been abandoned at the airport for at least two years. Jesus. Now, we're not talking shitty rust buckets. We're talking a 2015 Mini Cooper, a BMW 530i, a couple of Nissans, some GMCs, some Chevys, a Toyota, and a Pontiac G6. Who does that? Now, all of t- but two of the cars are listed as being sold without keys. Makes me wonder if the other ones had, like, hide keys under them or something. Probably. Now, this is, I have questions. I can't help it. First of all, how do you just leave the car and walk away? Well, okay, so here's my first thought, is that maybe the person died while they were on vacation and nobody realized that they left their car in long-term parking. That was one okay. of my questions. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. What if the car was stolen? Now, doesn't but doesn't the airport try to track down the owners? There's a license plate. I don't know. If, right. the, if the police pop the door open, there's probably registration information. Not their job. I know, but if they're going to auction it off, I assume that there must be some law about there they have go. to. Assume there may again. not be a law. And I realize that, too. No, but abandoned property after so long yeah. right. would, would you lose... The ability to claim it. Yeah. So so my thing is, does the airport try to track down the owner? And if so, why don't they just come and get the car when the airport says, hey, we found your lost car for you. Okay, I'm thinking, I think Mary's on to something. Out of all the people that fly and park their car there, if you think about the amount of people who probably do die, yeah. and right. then out of those people, the people who die 